0: The big question is, what are the top entrepreneurs doing to get more sales, and dominate their category, and how can you get the same results without chasing likes and comments? It's time to flip the script. This is the Virtually Famous Podcast. I'm your host, Louise Corvel. Please subscribe. Let's get started. So today's guest is Adam Schieble, and Adam is a full-time podcaster. He's uh, also a podcasting business coach and a host of the top-ranked podcast, which are Podcasting Business School and Podcast Launch Tips. Adam helps podcasters correctly launch the and grow their their show so that they can monetize and increase their brand impact. Thank you so much, Adam, for joining me.
1: Louise, I'm excited to be here, and uh, you know I love combining forces with other uh, my pod pals, and uh, you know creating some awesomeness here. So tell your audience to to plug in. We're gonna we're gonna give them a little energy today.
0: Excellent. I love your energy. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to mention, I was on a I don't know if I was listening to a podcast that you 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 were talking in. and uh, you have an, a framework called
1: ELF. ELF. I have
0: one too. So I want to hear yours. What is it?
1: And it's not my framework. I learned this from somebody named Joe Polish from the I Love Marketing Podcast. So uh, Joe Polish and Dean Jackson. And they say you either have an elf business or a half business. ELF is easy, lucrative, fun. That's what we want. That's what I've created with Podcasting Business School. Half H A L F is hard, annoying, lame, frustrating. That's what the type of business that most people have. So uh, we're I'm, I'm on a mission to convert the haves into elves.
0: Excellent, excellent. Yeah, my elf is actually um, is emotion, logic, and uh, FOMO. And so everybody they buy, you know, they um, buy on emotion. They justify it with logic, and they are have a fear of missing out. So whenever you're writing copy, that's what uh, the elf one is. So tell me a little bit about, I I know that you started quite a few years ago. So tell me a little bit about, um, I know that you're a trainer as well. So tell me a little bit about your history there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I started podcasting back in 2015 at the time I was a gym owner and I was kind of looking to expand my reach. I had a very successful gym. Uh, I, it was kind of a weight loss boot camp style uh, facility that I created uh, the concept uh, on my own. I had lost over hundred pounds myself and I helped my hometown lose 35,000 pounds uh, in about five years. So it was really going well. And uh, a lot of people wanted me to franchise, I'm like, let's expand. And I was like, ah, uh, I don't know if I really want to be in charge of a bunch of things and a bunch of people. I'm kind of a simplify kind of a guy. So that didn't attract me, but expanding the brand and expanding the impact did. And when I came across podcasting, I said, okay, this could be an opportunity to impact more people and teach everybody that will be willing to listen some of the concepts that have helped me and my clients reclaim control over their health. So we started with the Million Pound Mission podcast, and that was my original show. And it was going it went really, really well. And I started you know, gaining online coaching clients. We started a membership. I started selling courses, uh, started to get some sponsorship going and things like that. And I noticed that the more impact I made, the more income that followed. So that's always kind of been my mantra in business since then is just like focus on relationship building and adding massive value, creating huge impact. Income always follows. Uh, but eventually a lot of the friends I was making in the health space were wanting to launch shows or already had shows and they weren't doing so well. And they asked me to mentor and you know consult on what they were doing. And I, find, I found out that I really had a passion in the business space, in, in the area of podcasting, like how to use a podcast to grow your brand, to create a new brand, uh, to, to monetize, to create a new marketing avenue and bring new people into your world that could eventually become ideal customers. So I launched my my next show, uh, which is now Podcasting Business School. And so that kind of um, it, it slowly but surely won me over to the point where I sold my gym at the end of 2019 to go full time in podcasting. Uh, this week that we're talking here right now, I just sold that first show uh, to a new host. So that, that show is now in the hands of uh, Nate Palmer and I'm all in, in the podcasting space. I have, it, it, I never thought I would be without any sort of health based income or an offer in the health space or anything. Uh, and, but it's been that way for well over a year. So, uh, it's been a, a wild and crazy ride, but I really love where I'm at. Uh, it is totally elf. <laughs>
0: And I love that. I love that you started in one area, and I, I did too. I started with the sales funnels, and then I went into the more of the marketing messaging aspect of it um, because I saw a need, and and I saw that you know people were having a hard time with their messaging while I was building their sales funnel. So when you actually do, um, how do you how do you help your actual podcasters? What First and foremost, is it is it one on one coaching? Is it what, what's how do you um, do you help them?
1: Well, I've got like very simple offers. I have three ways that I earn money uh, as a coach, consultant, mentor. So, uh, for the people that haven't launched yet, I've got a full launch service, which is a hybrid course plus coaching. So. Um, I think that's important. You know, I, I, have an, I have a do-it-yourself option, but not a lot of people take that. Most people do the the done-with-you option, where I get to mentor them in addition to all the course videos that go step by step on the launch process. So if they're in that zone, that's the way. That's the area that we kind of navigate towards. For people that have already launched, uh, I've got a membership called the Download Growth Club, and that is I've built it and I've really marketed it well as. If you're doing less than a 1,000 downloads per episode, this membership is for you. I want people to self-identify and go, what are my monthly downloads? Oh, I am. I'm only doing 200 downloads a month. Maybe you know, maybe I need to explore this. So um, that, from a marketing perspective, was one of the better moves I've made to really niche down into who I'm serving. Um, because 80% of podcasts are doing less than a 1,000 downloads per episode. You hear all these giant numbers, but those are the one percenters. Uh, so, I mean, even if you do 125 downloads per episode, you're in the top 50 percent of all podcasts. So, not a lot of people realize that. But uh, I market to those people with my my membership, and then for people that are business building, uh, with my one on one coaching, I kind of specialize in what I call building a community to client bridge. So, we're building, you know, an audience with things like the Download Growth Club. We're getting more ideal listeners into our world now. How do we build a bridge? and a real obvious path, a relationship building funnel, as I call it, to move them from a listener to a super fan, to somebody that loves everything that you're doing. They're consuming all your stuff to a client. And I've got real like tangible steps that I teach people and it's very duplicatable. I haven't found anybody that it doesn't work for, no matter what their brand or niche is. And we start monetizing their show, especially if they offer programs products and services it's a no brainer and it's it's a very simple process to get them from feeling frustrated nobody's listening to my shows growing new people are reaching out to me engagement is actually happening and then a lot of these people are converting into paying clients and that's that's kind of the dream scenario for most podcasters
0: now do you have a process that you use over and over and over again is there uh, like do you have something like that do you have a framework that you Yeah,
1: yeah so uh, I've got something that I call the 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 uh, podcasting Success timeline. all right? So with that, and this is something that I teach all my clients to do. and if you guys uh, want to check out one single episode of my show, Podcasting Business School, check out episode two twenty where I break this down. I go deep on this concept, why it works, how you can pull it off for your brand, and then i I dive into each of the four zones. but basically, I create four different zones of a successful podcasting journey. So the first zone is called the podcastination zone, which these are the people... I, and for each zone, I go, here are the symptoms of why you're in this zone. And here's the checklist of action steps to go to the next zone. So people love it. And it makes me stand out from a marketing perspective, because there's a lot of podcast coaches out there there's only one that has this and I can identify and put you in any zone. Like I can go, okay, how many downloads per episode are you doing? What are your main pain points? What are your frustrations right now? Okay, you're in, most people are in zone two, which is the post-launch frustration zone. That's when you're doing less than 125 downloads per episode. You would have thought this would be easier than it is. Uh, You're always thinking about tweaking and changing and you're kind of confused as to what the right next step is. Um. Uh, so then we, we put you into the checklist and move you to the next zone, which uh, with uh, the the zone three is the business traction zone, which is where we're actually seeing growth, we're actually getting some monetization, and then the fourth zone is the sustained momentum zone where things are starting to be automated and you know it's like the income is reliable, the growth is reliable. And you know we talk about elf again, easy, lucrative, fun. That's how you describe that that fourth zone. But just the power of being able to do a consultation or discovery call, and it's not just like this random stuff. I can identify. Okay, here's where you're at. Here's why you're at where you're at, and here's the checklist of action steps. You can go and do that on your own, or you can pay me to help you implement. But and it'll be done correctly. So that's it's a huge marketing advantage to be able to do something like this.
0: Okay. And so that those, those, the four zones are in your full on launch or your membership or your business building. Which, which one, which section of that is? Well,
1: that's, that's what, that's kind of the filter that I apply across the board. So they have to kind of pass through that regardless of how they engage with me from a paid, Coaching perspective. So, if they're launching, they're in the they're in the podcast, Nation Zone, Zone One. They haven't launched yet. Um, most people start in Zone Two, the post-launch frustration, because very few people are actually monetizing the show, which is is where Zone Three comes in. So, I would say ninety percent of people that I work with, they're in Zone One if they haven't launched their show yet,
0: okay. or if they, sorry, if they have
1: launched their show. Uh, so it's Zone One, Zone Two. That's where most people are, and uh, then. You know, it just helps. Like I said, this is kind of that. This is a conversation that happens when people are doing consultations, or they listen to my show, and we run across we cross paths. And I'm like, "Tell me about your show." Oh, you're in zone. Blah blah blah. Like I can identify, um, and a lot of them have listened. to Episode 220. They're like, "Oh, episode 220. That's the one you always talk about." <laughs> uh, so that, um, it, like I said, it just makes you stand out because most people just give random advice. And I am kind of showing you point A to point B to point C to point D. Where are you at? Again, why are you there? And here are the things like just do these things and you'll move to the next phase. It's as simple as that. That is uh, so
0: cool. I yeah. love that. And, and I call that the BEFTER before and after. And so if if you looked at my BEFTER, it's like they're the best kept secret online. And then they're a commodity uh, competitive commodity coach. And then it moves over to in, being in demand. And then it goes to the virtually famous category of one. And so that's a befter. This is before you're you're the best kept secret. And now you're the uh, virtually famous because of the category that you're in. Love and it. So I love that you have that. Um, you seem to be very systematic in, in 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 process oriented and i think i think that that's why i like you so much adam is because i'm the same way i'm i'm always looking at a process and how can i make that process better and that's what you seem to always want to do so um my question i had it written down here somewhere um so you're telling us that we should be monetizing um, at what level of downloads would we be monetizing at? Would it be at that thousand or is it higher? Or
1: Yeah. What I normally see is if we can get somebody's show doing 500 downloads per episode uh, to a thousand downloads per episode, that's usually when we can initiate some more monetization tactics. Um, Now, let's define... Downloads per episode, and let's define monetization. That's important. So downloads per episode, when I talk about 500 or 1,000 or 125, I'm talking about you've released an episode and 30 days later, how many downloads has it done? So that's okay. what I'm talking about. So if we say 500 downloads per episode, I'm talking about if you release an episode today at the 30-day mark, that's got at least 500 downloads. So it's not okay. like instant or 24 hours or anything like that. It's a 30-day metric.
0: Oh, thank you for yes. clarifying that.
1: Yes, that's important. Uh, but uh, in the monetization, a lot of people think sponsors. Oh, he says, I get 500 downloads, I can get sponsors. No, you know, most sponsors won't even talk to you until you're doing twenty thousand downloads a month. Like that's when they'll start having conversations with you. So, you know, tamper your your expectations. But if you offer programs, products, and services, five hundred to thousand, that's going to be your jam. That's going to be your sweet spot. I think. Ninety percent of your effort when you start is going to be growing the audience, growing engagement, until you get to that five hundred or thousand downloads per episode, and then we can start taking some of our focus into monetization, into how do we convert people that are engaging in our lead magnets or that are in our Facebook group or engaging on social media Clubhouse, and convert more of those people into this offer that I've got. Uh, so you know, it's just like speaking. On stage, if you speak on a stage and there's 10 people in the room versus a thousand people in the room, you're going to convert one percent or three percent or whatever, whatever your conversion rate is more people, more conversion, more, you know, more, more dollars happening. So, yeah, um, right. And then offers like if you do high ticket coaching, VIP days, one on one stuff, you can monetize that earlier than volume based stuff like memberships or, um, like a live group coaching program, where like you need bodies in the seats for that, or a, a live event. Nobody wants to be that person that launches their show and's like, I'm going to do a live event. You book speakers and all these things, and you have four people that show up, and there's more speakers than, than paid guests or than right. paid, paying customers. Right? You don't want to. So those are volume based. But if you're doing one-on-one co- consulting, coaching, once you in know, that 500 1,000 uh, download range, you're going to start seeing success. Uh, and then once you blast past that, you look at more of the, the memberships, the live events, the webinars, and uh, you know volume-based things. Uh, is that making sense?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so when you actually... Um, why do you think somebody, my audience, should even start an, a podcast?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm very biased. We'll put that out there. Uh, but like a lot of people are like, should I do a podcast or a YouTube? channel. So let's compare and contrast those two things. With podcasting, there is a uh, super secret superpower that you if you do correctly, you'll be very top of mind and you'll be a voice of reason and you'll be positioned as an expert. And the superpower is that we can insert ourselves in our listeners' routines and habits. So, if you have a favorite show out there in in podcast listener land, um, you probably listen to it on a very specific day at a specific time doing a specific thing. Mm -hmm. So, I I listen to a five-day-per-week podcast called The Newsworthy by by my friend Erica Mandy. It's a 10-minute news update show, and I always listen to it uh, in the morning uh, after I drop my kids off from school while I'm walking my dog every morning. Mm -hmm. Now... If Erica were to take a month off and not record episodes, I would fill that time with a different show and if I like that better, she's not getting her, her spot back on my rotation. Mm-hmm. So, that's where consistency comes in. But as long as she shows up, she's she's my person, she's my jam. And when you go into somebody like my show where I release two episodes per week, every Tuesday, every Friday, people listen every Tuesday and every Friday or whatever their listening schedule is while they work out, while they're walking their dog, while they're driving their kids to school, they can consume the audio on the go. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with a YouTube channel. All mm-hmm. right. So it's different. They can consume it at one and a half speed, 2X speed, whatever speed works. So it's I convenient. I love that. <laughs> it's convenient. And so it makes it easier to get those reps in. And we know in marketing, every time you you achieve an exposure point, the easier it is to monetize that relationship. You know, it's like, it's like ads. Like I got to see an ad 18 times before I want to even buy something or something like that. Imagine to these people. I've got 248 episodes of podcasting business school. I've got people that have listened to every single one of them more than once. And you talk about power, like these people listen to my stuff. I never miss a week with two episodes per week. They're getting constant exposure. And I'm always positioning myself as a coach, as a mentor. I have expert level positioning. Uh so. When they are ready to make a purchase, I'm top of mind. I'm positioned as the person that that they want to go to. That helps me stand out against all the other coaches out there um, because of the way I position myself with that. So that's the, that's the superpower that I think podcasters have over YouTubers. Like nobody right. consumes like an email marketing funnel. Like oh, it's Wednesday. I've got to consume this at this time. You know, while I'm walking my dog. Like. Very low percentage of people do that, even with YouTube or social media. Yeah, so it's true. it's very unique. We can insert ourselves in habits and routines where other platforms don't allow you to do that. So I think that is a huge marketing advantage. Again, if you have programs, products, and services to sell, in my humble opinion, but biased opinion, I think it's much easier to produce audio content than video content. Um, like I stream live, I've got a YouTube channel and I stream live into that every episode and I've got YouTube. I don't edit it and I don't push it out. That I don't play the YouTube game. I don't really push it, but you know, it's audio first, so you can do both. And it's pretty easy to do both and cheap, but for me to sit down for four hours and and edit a video or pay someone else to do that. No, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm not that I got this, this big, beautiful voice and I'm going to use it in in audio and and I'm sticking to that.
0: Right. Well, that's. I mean, that's how I I found you too. Was um in, in um Club, clubhouse.
1: Clubhouse. Yep.
0: Yeah, and so you you were holding, you know, and I you you're a coach on podcasts, so it makes sense that you're in you're in Clubhouse. Um, but one of the things that I think that is very valuable for podcasts, um, is the networking that happens in it as well and 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 I think that what's happened in the last 2 years everybody's kind of gone uh, into these silos and I have a real uh passion for the fact that I really want to help people become get into more circles and so the virtually famous is actually coming out in a book so that people can create circles and create their marketing message together, not with me even, they don't even need me, but I mean, obviously mine would be a little more in depth, but that's the the difference. And I think that people aren't talking to people. And I think that a podcast is a great way to introduce yourself um, in, you know, to somebody new and it's like inviting them to your show. Um, I love the fact that other people have podcasts too so, you know, it's reciprocated so that, you know, if, if you're on, it, I've done that a few times already. I've done two podcasts um, with somebody and they've been on mine. And so on the virtually famous now the virtually famous isn't is coming together all at the same time. So maybe I'll get your opinion on this. Since we're live, <laughs> um, no, but um, I'm launching, when I first, first, first started getting into podcasting back in 2016, 17, um, I was with, I started podcasting with um, John Lee Dumas. I was in his paradise uh, podcasting. And the one of the things that he said, and I want to know if this is your opinion, that you should have at least five to eight episodes there. So that people can, um, you know, consume, you know, more than one. So when you first start off, get those 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 podcasts out there. Do you do you do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, like when you launch, or people go through my podcast launch blueprint, we're shooting for four to five episodes, and okay. I call it your podcast sampler platter because yeah. it benefits you and it benefits the the audience. Like, let's say your first episode you put out there and you only put one out there, and you think it's pretty good and you feel good about it. But half the people are like, I'm not interested in this topic or I'm not interested in what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Then you just miss. But if you've got four or five and they can scroll through it real quick and go episode one, episode two, not really my jam, but episode three, that person I'm very interested in or that topic I'm very interested in. You got a shot. It's kind of like fishing with multiple lines in the water. Right. And that's what we want because then they like it and they go, you know what, episode two, I'm going to check that out too. Boom, we got another one. And then episode, oh, let's, let's just start from the beginning and start binge listening. So mm-hmm. if I can get people to listen to two, three, four of my episodes, I've got them because I'm very confident in my content. Uh, like I get, I make it so it's bingeable and it's evergreen. So once we get them in there, they're in. And that's right. what we want. So th- the advantage, it, like I said, it's like fishing with, with more than one line in the water, you get uh, a lot more bites and you get a lot more people hitting that subscribe button, which is what we want.
0: Yeah. And I also believe that, um, you know, you know, rising uh, tide, you know, what's up the tide, right. How's that go? A rising tide I know lifts, you're talking all boats. lifts all boats. There we go. <laughs> I got it. Um, and I believe that. And so once I, you know, push out all of the podcasts for the virtually famous not micro marketing because that's got almost 700 podcasts but um the this one is i want to create um you know when when i launch yours yours will help dory's which is franchising and you know what i mean and so that's going to help everybody's going to help everybody um get the most downloads and that's the goal and the goal is a 1000 downloads that's interesting that you say that so yeah. um yeah so um it, this has been awesome you have uh, you're you're just a fountain of information amazing information and i appreciate you so much for joining us here on the virtually famous um how can people get uh, um well i obviously get a hold of you where 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 would they go
1: yeah. Uh, well, my show, Podcasting Business School, anywhere you listen to audio, you can just search Podcasting Business School and that'll right. that'll pop me up. I would love for you to give that uh, a shot. And like I said, probably start with episode 220. That's a great place to, to start. That's a bookmark episode. Um, but podcastingbusiness.school is my website, uh, Podcasting Business School on Instagram. Just reach out. I love to connect. I'm a real person. I don't use bots. I have, I have a VA, but she doesn't touch my email. Um, like I, if you interact with my brand, you're gonna be interacting with me, and I like to show people that I like to, you know, initiate some value, and, and you know, I welcome a lot of people into my brand once they, they, they get a hold of the stuff. So, yeah, come, it. come check me out, reach out, and I'd be glad to uh, provide any assistance that, as far as somebody wants to launch, grow, or monetize the show, I'm all about it.
0: Awesome, thank you so much, Adam, for your wisdom.
1: Well. Weezer, I appreciate you and what, what you're doing. I appreciate being invited on. And uh, if you all listening in, if you got some value out of this, go hit that, uh, that rating and review. If you haven't done so yet, hit a five-star on there and make sure you mention this episode as your all-time favorite because that'll really feed my ego and I would love that.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for that plug. All right.